Independence is one of the best things that would ever happen to you. Actually, it's very good to seek independence from some of the things that you are dependent on now. But there's one source that you should never seek independence from. Let's find out why. Well, believer, good morning and praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for this service today. The title of the message today is Dependency on God. Praise God. Dependency on God. Isn't it interesting? The word independence has been tossed around here and there. And uh, everybody wants to be independent. You know, they want to be independent of their parents. They want to be independent of the systems that govern uh, the schools or the nation. You know, whatever it is, their jobs. And it is a good thing. It is a good thing. But there's one thing about independence, or rather one aspect of independence, that should not be considered by you as a believer. And that is independence from the Lord. Praise God. That's why the title of today is Dependency on God. As a believer, you have to be dependent on God. If you go to John, John chapter 15, verse 16, the Bible says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you. So you see, God made the choice for you to be here. I usually ask people, why were you not born in 1510 or 1490? But you are just born at that exact date of your birth in this century. You see, the Lord chose and if he chose you, that means he chose you about something. Praise God. That means he had a plan, you see. Secondly, if you go to the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, the Bible says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope. And a future. See, the Lord tells you He has the plans for you. It's not the other way around. He has the plans for you. Praise God. That is why you cannot declare independence from the Lord. Hallelujah. So you see, He says, I know the plans I have for you. It's His plan that you should be working on. Because he tells you these are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Praise God. Jeremiah still, chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. The Bible says, Before I formed you, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you. Now it's very important to notice those sentences praise God he says before you were formed I knew you before you were born I set you apart you see so he set you apart for a particular cause he had a plan he had a plan unfortunately many people want God to bless them in his plan their way See, it doesn't work that way. If the plan is mine, 
then I know the details about the plan. I know how to go about the plan. Praise God. When he says, before I formed you, I knew you, that means he already saw everything about you. He saw your tastes. You know what, what you feel is the right taste in terms of food, in terms of, you know, a married old spouse or whatever it is. He saw the desires of your heart, you know. He saw the things that inspire you or will inspire you. He saw the goals that you would have or will have. He saw the plans that you would make, the achievements that would mean great things to you. He saw all that. He saw the preferences, you know, the kind of people you prefer, the kind of foods you prefer, the kind of musics you prefer, the kind of uh, um, whatever it is that you prefer. He saw your preferences in his mind before he formed you. He says, before I build you, I already knew you, you see. You were in his mind before you were formed. And that's why it is not to your advantage to declare independence from him. Because you came into his plan. The Bible says in Ephesians, we were recreated anew in Christ. So that we may do the good things he planned for us long ago. You see. We were recreated anew in Christ to do the things he planned for us. Hallelujah. And the one beautiful thing about all this is that he did something that you may know he is always going to be with you if you walk in his plan. Praise God. He will always be with you. Now it may not feel like he is with you. But you see he is. He is. John chapter 15, starting from verse 4. John chapter 15 from verse 4. He says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. See that? No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. See? Remember, he says he knows you. He knows you. And he tells you, you cannot bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, <clears throat> and I in you, you will bear much fruit, you see. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Again, Remember, the topic is dependency on God. He says, you have to depend on me because I am the vine. Verse 6, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. See, he says, if you declare independence from me and my plan, you are useless. Because I knew you and I formed you and I gave you a particular task. Praise God. Verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. Oh, hallelujah. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. You see, 
This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. In other words, God wants you to be a success. It is to his glory that you bear fruit, that it's visible. Wow, this one is a success. So this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And then finally, verse 9, he says, As the Father loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Hallelujah. It says, The same love the Father has for me is the same love I have for you. Oh, what love the Father had for him. It says, The same love the Father has for me is the same I love you. Now remain in my love. Praise God. So independence from God is to your own disadvantage. If God will bless you, remember, He will bless you His way, not your way. In this world, you came into a world whereby you found yourself on one side of the field, if so to speak, you know, either on God's side or the other side. They cannot be in between. The Bible says, Whoever is not with us is against us. Whoever is not for us is against us. So you cannot be in between. And knowing that, for example, the Bible says that we are at war. You see, there's spiritual warfare going on. If you go to the book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. The Bible says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds, casting down of arguments, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ. You see, But it says it will only work in God. Hallelujah. Telling you, independence from God is not to your advantage. Rather, it is to your disadvantage. Hallelujah. So you should not declare independence from God. Now let us look at two benefits of depending on the Lord. Depending on the Lord. Two benefits of depending on the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Two benefits of depending on the Lord. The first one, write it down. Guidance. Guidance. If you go to the book of Hosea, Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, the Bible says, My people perish because of lack of knowledge. They don't know what to do, you see. They don't know what to do. They have to do things, but they don't know what to do. And so they are perishing. See, the purpose of guidance is to let you know what you should do as per the time, as per the need, as per what is required, you see. Psalms 32. Psalms 32, verse 8. The Bible says, I will instruct you. Now, this is the Lord speaking to you. The Lord God, the God of Israel says, I will instruct you and teach you. In the way you should go. You see. He's willing to do it. 
I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. It's as even as I'm telling you what to do, my eye will still be on you. I'll be watching for you. Oh, hallelujah. Because I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Guidance, you see. God is offering guidance for those who depend on him. Because the following verse, he says, Do not be like the horse or the mule that requires a beating and a brittle. He says, Don't make me do that. And say that you are with me, then you listen. Or you're on your own. An illustration of guidance from the Lord. If we go to the book of Chronicles, Second Chronicles, chapter 26. Verse 5, 2 Chronicles 26, verse 5. The Bible says, He sought God. Now, they were talking about King Uzziah. He was a king of Judah. The Bible says, He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of the Lord. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. I want you to notice that sentence. It says, As long as as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Why? See, God gave him direction, you see. God told him what to do. And that's why he was always successful. The Bible says, as long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. If you go on to read from verse 6 all the way to 8, remember Second Chronicles chapter 26, from verse 6 all the way to 8, the Bible says, he went to war against the Philistines and broke down the walls of Gath, Jabne, and Ashdod. He then rebuilt towns near Ashdod and elsewhere among the Philistines. He built towns among the Philistines, you see. And these were the people fighting him. Why? The Lord guided him. Verse 7, God helped him against the Philistines. You see, that's why he was able to build towns <laughs> among them. And against the Arabs who lived in Gurbal. And against the Meunites. The Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. And his fame spread as far as the border of Egypt, because he had become very powerful. Hallelujah. So he became powerful. Why? The Lord guided him. So the first thing that you get depending on God is guidance. You will always get guidance if you depend on the Lord. But if you're independent, well, you have to get guidance yourself. You have to come up with ways. And yet the Bible says everything in the earth, under the earth, in heaven, belongs to him. He created everything there is. So he knows everything there is to know about anything. Hallelujah. And he's offering guidance. He knows your enemies more than they know themselves, more than you'll ever know them. You see, and such a being is offering you guidance for free. Wow. 
Praise God. The second thing is help. Depending on God. When you are depending on God, you get His help. And I want you to write this down. Write this statement down. Help in times of need. Help in times of need. Psalms 46 verse 1 to 3. Psalms 46 verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Oh, I like that. It is an ever-present help, an ever-present help in times of trouble. Verse 2, therefore we will not fear. <laughs> Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, Though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. See, as all this happens, we will not fear. Why? Our God is an ever-present help in times of need. Hallelujah. Let us look at an illustration of this in the life of a king, another man. Still, Chronicles, Second Chronicles, chapter 20. Now here, there was a king that was praying, he was going to battle, you see. Israel was under attack. Like, from verse 10, the Bible says, Now the man was praying to God, he says, But now, here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who are, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the, out of the possession you gave us as inheritance. 12. Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you, you see. Those moments you don't know what to do. He says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Verse 13. All the men of Judah, with their wives and children and the little ones, stood there before the Lord. You see, they were now absolutely dependent on God said, Lord, we don't know what to do. And did it work? Of course it did. Of course it did. You see, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Matthew eleven twenty-eight, he told us, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are weary, burdened, and I will give you rest. He says, come to me. Are you under spiritual attack? Come to me. Are you under financial depression? Come to me. Whatever it is, come to me and I will give you rest. And you see, in Chronicles, verse 13, the Bible says, And all the men of Judah, with their wives and children and little ones, stood there before the Lord. You see, they came to him. And did it work? Of course it did. If you go on reading Second Chronicles, from verse 15, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord caught a man. And verse 15, he said, 
Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. The battle is not yours, but God's. Hallelujah. The Lord took the battle. See, they did not know what to do. Just like sometimes you don't know what to do. And if you depend on God, the Lord will take the battle. Verse 16, Tomorrow march down against them. They'll be climbing up by the pass of Ziz. You see, he's even telling them, I told you, the Lord knows your enemies more than they know themselves and more than you'll ever know them. And you'll find them at the end of the gore in the desert of Jeruel. Verse 17, You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. See? He says, you won't even have to fight. You just watch. Because he's already said, the battle is mine. Hallelujah. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow. And the Lord will be with you. Praise God. And actually, the Lord was with them, you see. It worked. It worked. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you read from verse 22, remember Second Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 22. Now the results. The Bible says, As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. How? The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men of Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. <laughs> now these were allies, you see. They came together as a group to destroy them. After they had finished slaughtering the men of the men from Mount Zay, they helped to destroy one another. Remember, God told them at this point the battle is mine now. You just watch. Watch as this man will give you the victory. Verse twenty four. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked towards the vast army, they saw only dead bodies laying on the ground. No one had escaped. See, by the time they are arriving at the battle scene, the victory was already theirs. Remember, the Lord told them, the battle at this point is not yours anymore. It's mine. They saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off the plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing, and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. You see. Brothers and sisters, this is what the Lord can do for you in your situation, if only you'd be 100% dependent on Him. See, the way you depend on that boss for that call, or that, that employer, or, you know, that, that family member. If you take that dependence off them and put that dependency on God, that's what He can do for you, you see. Because when you depend on man, the Bible tells you, 
how sad it is for a man who depends on men. It says even cursed is the man who depends on man. Let us look at an illustration of the consequences, or at least one consequence, of independence from God. All right. Second Chronicles chapter 16. Second Chronicles 16, we're going to read from verse 1 all the way to 9. The Bible says, In the 36th year, 36th year of King Asa's reign, Baasha king of Israel went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asa king of Judah. Asa then took the silver and gold out of the treasuries of the Lord's temple. Was that what it was meant for? No. And of his own palace, and sent it to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. Let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was between my father and your father. See, I am sending you silver and gold. Now you see, he was using diplomacy. right? According to the world, this is diplomacy. Now break your treaty with Baasha, king of Israel, so he will withdraw from me. Benadad agreed with the king Asa and sent the commanders of his forces against the town of Israel. They conquered Ijon, Dan, Abel, Maim. And all this, the store cities of Nephtali. When Baasha heard this, he stopped building Ramah and abandoned his work. Then King Asa brought all the men of Judah, and they carried away from Ramah the stones and timber Baasha had been using, <laughs> With the help with 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 them, he built up Geba and Mizpah. Now you see, he sought independence from God. He cooked up his own plan of how to end the problem. You see, so he took gold and silver, and even took gold that belonged to the house of God. And you see, put it into solving this problem. Just like sometimes you take what belongs to God and you put it into solving a problem rather than depending on the Lord. You see. Verse 7. At that time, Hananiah the seer came to Asa the king of Judah and said to him, Because you have relayed on the king of Aram and not the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. You see, in God's plan, he wanted to give him the army that he went to ask for help. Just like you, God wanted to set you above those people who you are depending on. But you see, you have given your dependence to them. Verse 8. One of the Cushites and the Libyans, a mighty army with great numbers of chariots and horsemen, Yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hands. Now you see, if you go to chapter 14 of the same book, it talks about how there was a man called Zerah who came to fight him with a million men and he only had 300,000. The Bible says when he cried to the Lord, the Lord gave him victory. And that's why the prophet is reminding him. They says, weren't they more than this? Yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hands. 9. For the eye of the Lord ranged through the earth 
to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him absolute dependency on god you have done a foolish thing and from now on you will be at war you see your own way especially independence from god can cost you you may do foolish things that will cause you to get in trouble with the lord the bible says if you are in a problem with a man the lord can intervene but if you have a problem with the lord who can intervene so don't cook up your plan to be independent from the lord god is not a panic button but you should keep around just in case something goes wrong no he should be the first plan the priority unfortunately that's what many do they keep god as a panic button you see if the lord says he will take responsibility then he will take responsibility that is why if whatever you are pursuing the lord did not say i will you did not hear any i will from the lord then it's time to check it's time to check because he will do what he says he will do the bible says he who called you is faithful hallelujah one point that you need to keep in mind before we conclude about depending on the lord or dependency on god is that sometimes god will put you under mentors people he wants to use to train you to become what is thinking or to help you see what is thinking praise god if you go to the book of jeremiah jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 the bible says then i will give you shepherds after my own heart who will lead you with knowledge and understanding see that is why when god wants to bless you a long blessing a long term blessing he'll put you under a man of god to watch over you says i will give you shepherds after my own heart you see now it's not only men of god who god can choose to put you under it can be your team leader for example it can be your bosses from various levels of the structure of your organization your leaders at work on spiritual matters it, it is the pastor where you are fellowship where you are fellowshiping you see for members and serving servants and leaders in that ministry praise god and that is part of his plan he wants you to be attached to these people so that they can show you see many people for example they say well you know i can do a bible study by myself you know they they do the bible studies without any direction they don't know how to go about the study they don't know where to study they don't know why they are doing it see and that's why i said i will give you shepherds after my heart praise the lord i will give you shepherds after my heart brothers and sisters it pays to depend on the lord it pays to depend on the lord amen 
Hallelujah. You see, so many are failing because they have a plan B. They know that, well, I'm going to do this if the Lord doesn't answer. See, <laughs> they don't want to depend on the Lord so that they can boast of having done it by themselves. Always remember, it says, you did not choose me. I chose you and I appointed you. Before you came to this world, he knew you. He's the one who chose you to come to this world, to be born in that family, to be born in that city, in that nation, in that region where you are. He chose it. You see. So you are part of his plan. That's why you should depend on him. You should depend on him. Hallelujah. In conclusion, Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8 from verse 31. Romans chapter 8 from verse 31. The Bible says, What then shall we say in response to this? Hmm? What then shall we say to respond in response to this thing? If God is for us, <laughs> if God is for us, who can be against us? You see. If you depend on God, who can be against you and successfully overcome? Verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us. That's how much value God puts on your life. Bible says he did not spare his own son, that he may give you a plan of hope and future. How will he not also, along with him, that is the son, graciously give us what? All things. Brothers and sisters, I'm here to encourage you today. Depend on the Lord. See, the Lord is not a man. I understand that you don't want to depend on people because of the deceptions you have had. But the Lord is not a man. The Lord is not a man that he should lie nor change his mind. Depend on the Lord. Don't declare any independence on the Lord. But fully depend on him. In all your businesses, the Bible says in all your doings, trust in the Lord. And he will... Make your path straight if you commit those plans to him. Hallelujah. Depend on the Lord. Before we go on to pray for all the believers. If you're here, this is your first time you're listening to us. Or you're listening to us and you have never given your life to Christ. I'd like you to pray with me this prayer. Because the Bible tells us who can overcome the world? Only him who believes that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Pray with me. That you may overcome the world. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I recognize that I'm a sinner. But I thank you that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. I repent of my sins today. And I receive you, Jesus Christ, 
as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father. I am now a child of God because I am now born again. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, believer, if you have prayed that prayer with us, according to the Bible in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 12, the Bible says, To those who have received him accepted him, he has given the right to become children of God. So now you are a child of God, and we advise you to look for a Bible-based church around you, that you may be able to grow in your faith. Join them in fellowship and grow in your faith. And if there is no Bible-based church around you, you may follow us through the one who sends you this message. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you for the service. Thank you for your word. Father, I pray for your people, all those who had lost heart. Lord, all those who had the verge of declaring independence from you, that, Father, you may console their hearts. Restore them, Heavenly Father. Give them strength. Let them know that you are not a man that you should lie nor a son of man to change your mind. That Heavenly Father, you may bless them and be with them. That they may see the power of depending on you and the difference between depending on you and men. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for their lives. Thank you for their work. May you protect them and be with them. May you bless the works of their hands wherever they are. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, believer, thank you for joining us for this service. We give glory to God for your well-being, and we'll keep on praying for you. Stay home. Keep yourself safe. Until next time, God bless you.